The Oklahoma City Thunder offseason is upon us, and now it's time to wonder what are the biggest question marks moving forward for this team, including who will be on the team next year for the Oklahoma City Thunder also. Sam Pressy talks to the media, and the Thunder wrap up their exit interviews all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter. At Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show, L O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05362 7128. On today's show, brought to you by our good friends over at Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Download the Locker Room app right now for all iOS devices. We're going to dive into the biggest questions around the Thunder's offseason, the NBA draft, free agency, expectations for next year, what the roster might look like for next year, as well as talk about Sam Presti's exit interview. If you've listened to the show this week, you know uh, that we're in a different environment right now and that this is being recorded on a subpar microphone. We all understand that, but we'll be back to our normal setup pretty, pretty soon. Let's start, though, with the... Sam Presti X interview because he said a lot of interesting things and and the first thing that he said that was very interesting was of course the quote about the next time the Thunder make the playoffs he does not want it to be an appearance he wants it to be an arrival and so that obviously means that the Thunder are not going to try to go and be mediocre and they're not going to try and go be the tenth seed for five or six straight years we knew that that was the case we knew that was not the goal of this team. And Sam Presti, within that interview, with those of us in the media, laid it out there pretty simply that they're going to they're going to do what's best for this team to win a championship. And what's best for this team to win a championship, he almost blatantly said, but of course, you can't blatantly say you're going to tank or you're going to get fined. You're not going to do that to your organization. But basically, they're going to tank, but they did tank this year. And that on the... On the circumstances of this is going to be bad for development, he really did a good job of shooting that down as well by saying that you know you can't put these players in bubble wrap. You cannot act like these players can't handle the big moment or can't handle failure because great players and good players overcome failure all the time. And if you can't overcome losing in your first couple of seasons, you're not going to be a good player anyway. Like you're just not. You don't have the you do not have the makeup of being a good player if you cannot overcome this. So the, the argument that this stunts development is just idiotic, and it always has been, always will be, and I've said it, multiple others have said it, and now Sam Presti's saying it. So if you're still believing that, I'm not really sure what else to tell you from all of this. And again, as I've said before, the players on this team that are losing these games right now, that have lost 14 straight games in a row, that have a awful record post-All-Star break, the players playing in these games don't care about winning championships right in this moment. In this moment, they care about playing basketball. They care about being on the actual NBA floor. They care about proving themselves. They care about having the opportunities to show what they can do. What's better for Sumikai Luke right now in his career? Is it better to play the minutes that he played in Oklahoma City 
the opportunity, the experience, and the ability to put himself on film, is that better for his game? Or would it be better to go ride the bench for Brooklyn and go win a championship? Now, you're going to get the ring, but you're not going to have the opportunity in your contract year to prove you're going to be and to start to lay the foundation for your NBA career. It, it was always idiotic, so it's good to see Sam Presti's shooting that down, and it's clear that he's seen the idiotic, the idiotic statements that have been made about that. It's no big deal about losing. The arrival part is interesting. I think that the quote that the next time we make the playoffs wants to be an arrival and not an appearance. To me, all it does is show you the commitment to the long-term rebuild, the commitment from the front office, from the ownership, and from the players and the coaches to do what's best for the organization. To If they need to tank again next year, they can tank again next year. It doesn't solidify anything because, again, if this, t- if this Thunder team on June 22nd somehow walks away with picks 1 and 5, well, then all of a sudden your timeline has changed and everything you know about this organization has changed. If they come away on June 22nd with picks 8 and 18, then also things have changed in a dramatic way and in an opposite way of changing whenever you change from picks 1 and 5 and you're accelerating your timeline a bit. I think that the thing that we know for sure is that the timeline's not clear. The timeline will not be clear, at least not until June 22nd. On June 22nd, we struck and put together a tiny piece and a tiny picture of what the timeline might look like, but for now, we know nothing about the timeline. I think that all that quote does is assure to everyone that, that Sam Presti and this team has the backing of ownership and has the backing of everybody's on all on board with taking as much time as needed to win a championship. You can look at teams like Sacramento or even Orlando before the deadline this year. You know, those teams, they've lost sight of trying to win championships, and they, they're only trying to be relevant. They're only trying to make that appearance in the playoffs. They're not trying to make the arrival in the playoffs, right? The Kings desperately just want to get there. They desperately just want to have their name in the bracket. They don't want to lift the Larry O'Brien trophy. They want to have their name in a bracket. The Thunder are going to give Sam Presti, give this front office, give this team time to reach that Larry O'Brien trophy and not their name in the bracket. Because once you start putting pressure on appearances and only appearances, then you start to derail your franchise and become a middling team or even worse than that, the way that the Knicks have and the Kings have. You know, the, the Kings have picked high in the draft. I mean, Marvin Bagley, for example. And not only did they miss on that Marvin Bagley draft, but they got there with extreme lottery luck. They were not one of the three worst teams record-wise. They took a massive leap in the lottery that year. So, like, the Kings have never even bottomed out despite getting lucky enough to pick in the top three. The Kings needing to bottom out is something they, they have not really come to grips with. And it took Orlando a long time to come to grips with. And Orlando takes one year of coming to grips with that and, and, and bottoming out, and they're in line with the third best odds to get the top overall pick, and then that Chicago pick will, will fall to them. And so in just one half season of them realizing what their goal should be and that their goal should be to bottom out, they've now put themselves on a brighter pathway than they have been in years. And to me, getting... Orlando's pick this year and Chicago's pick this year is incredibly more valuable than playing Brooklyn on Sunday in the first round of the playoffs and getting swept or losing in five to Brooklyn. And the Thunder realizing that and Sam Presti and Clay Bennett realizing that is great for you, the fan. While you might compile more losses next year and maybe even the year after that, while you might have to endure that, 
it's going to truly be worth it. And you'd rather endure that right now and trust Sam Presti to make the right decisions and, and get the right players and have the chance at a championship rather than, ah, okay, we made the eighth seed again. No, oh, we made the sixth seed again. Oh, we jumped to five this year, but we never have a chance of winning a championship. We don't know and can't know how long the journey will take. Sam Presti doesn't know how long the journey will take. We won't know that, and, and really we just won't know that for years, but we won't even have an idea of that until June 22nd. But you got to trust Sam Press to get this team back on track. He mentioned this offseason going to have a fun conversation with Shea. So they're going to extend Shea, as we know. He's up for an extension this year. They're going to max him. And the rest is history with Shea in Oklahoma City. He talked about using the Thunder as their own example. It's like how they got those three stars who are losing games. And that's the example that they're following, their own example of how they got Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And I will say that you've... You've gotten past the hard part to me. To me, this year was the hard part. And it wasn't that hard. I mean, it was still a fun and competitive team. This was the hardest it will get to me because, and here's why, you might lose more next year. You might lose less next year. I don't mean record-wise. What I'm saying is the hardest quality of basketball to watch. You've already endured it because you're going to at least get two prospects in this draft class that are fun. We hope it's going to be two top five picks. But this draft class has a, is a loaded draft class of fun, watchable, interesting prospects to where next year's team is going to be full of young guys, full of them, and full of young guys who are not young in the way that Charlie Brown Jr. is young, but are young in the way that you could see a path for them to contributing at a high level whenever you reach the highest of levels. So while the record might be worse or the same or maybe a t- tiny, tiny, tiny bit better, the overall brand of basketball, the overall watchability and intrigue of it night in and night out will get a lot better from here on out. And that's the same way whenever, you, whenever Seattle had Kevin Durant. Very fun team to watch. Same way when the team was awful in Oklahoma City their first year in 2008. Bad team, but once they started playing Russ Westbrook, once they started playing Russ and, and Kevin Durant together, fun team to watch. Then you add in James Harden and the rest is history. We know how that story begins. We know how they came together. We know how they exploded on the scene. To me, you're kind of past the hard part at that point. At this point, you're kind of past the grueling nature of it, and it wasn't all that grueling. I am very optimistic about the future of this team. And I think that last year was the worst it gets in terms of watchability. And it wasn't all that bad watchability-wise until about the last month of the year. So coming up, we're going to talk about this offseason and talk about the biggest questions left to be answered. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Theragun. Theragun is incredible. Do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone that is like me and is just trying to feel more comfortable and less tension throughout the day. Theragun can help. Theragun is a handful and handheld precision therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tensions using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun does not just feel good, it gets the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature precision therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you are wanting to treat your muscle from tension from working out or an injury or just the stress of everyday life, there is no substitution for Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out or the Theragun app 
and you will get to see the behaviors and suggested guides and routines that you should be following for your body. There are guidance trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes such as Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Maria Shapovo, and hundreds and thousands of customers trust Theragun, so check them out. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Get Theragun.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. One more time, Theragun.com slash locked on to try the Gen 4 Theragun today. We are back on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Let's now talk about the biggest questions regarding the Oklahoma City Thunder this offseason that have to be answered. So number one is how many long-term players are on this Thunder roster currently, and what did the Thunder do without Horford? So let's even look at what next year's roster looks like for the Thunder. To me, you're going to lock in SGA. Lou Dort, Teo Malvon, Alexei Pokashevsky, Kendrick Williams, who they're going to guarantee his contract, Ty Jerome, and Darius Basel. You're going to lock all of those players in. And then you have to lock in, I would say, at least one, probably two players from the Al Horford trade that you're going to probably facilitate because there's not many players who can make this a one-for-one swap for Al Horford, but there are players who are going to be easily cuttable. I mean, look at the Stephen Adams trade that you made last year and, and even the Chris Paul trade you made last year where only Ty Jerome survives the Chris Paul trade. And you have Kendrick Williams survive uh, the Stephen Adams trade with Darius Miller getting waived later into the year, and you had Frank Jackson getting waived in preseason, things like that. So I would account for maybe two roster spots taken up from Al Horford's trade uh, this offseason. That takes you to 8-9. and nine. I would account for two first-round picks being taken away, of course. That takes you to uh, 10 and 11. And then past that, you have three second-round picks. I'd account for at least two of those being used, and that takes you to 12 and 13. And then you have the bubble players. And the bubble players to me are Isaiah Roby, Sumakai Luke, Moses Brown, Charlie Brown Jr., Tony Bradley, Mike Muscala, Vit, and all of that bubble group, you have to decipher who's going to come back and who's not going to. So number one, Isaiah Roby has like a non-guaranteed portion of his contract that the, th- that the Thunder could pick up. I think that they will pick it up. Moses Brown has a, a not fully guaranteed contract, as does Charlie Brown. I think that they're going to bring back Moses Brown for one more season. Uh, so I think that he'll be back next year. And then you have Sumakai Luke, who is a restricted free agent, Mike Muscala, who's an unrestricted free agent, and then Tony Bradley, who's also a restricted free agent. I don't know if Muscala will be back next year despite him really wanting to be back. I don't think Tony Bradley will be back next year at all. I would say that you bring back some Mikhail Luke on a restricted free agent deal, and and you, I, I right now I would say that you do bring back Mike Muscala, but I'm as the days go on and as the days pass, I'm leaning more and more towards not bringing back Mike Muscala. But that's kind of the team moving forward for next year. Who are the kind of future pieces? Really, it's just going to be SGA, Dort, Maladon, Poku, Baisley, Ty Jerome's a future bench piece, Kenny Hustle's a future locker room piece, and that's it. I mean, your first-round picks, obviously, your two first-round picks, that's it. I mean, that's really all of your future assets that you have um, that are going to play on this team next year. The second-round picks could be nice. I like the second-round class a lot. I like B.J. Boston. I like a lot of other second-round picks that we're going to get into as the draft process moves on. Uh, but, of course, you can't bank on second-round picks being a huge deal. Another roster bubble uh, player is Josh Hall. I would love to see them bring back Josh Hall on another two-way contract. I think that he will be back. Um, 
on a two-way deal, but that's, of course, not at all set in stone. So we'll see what happens there. But that's kind of the roster shakeout for next year for me as it stands right now. And then the next question is what happens in this year's draft. The lottery is June 22nd. The draft is July 29th. This year's draft goes a long way in defining that picture. All right, It's it's kind of like that old game show, um, the, the, the game show where you have to match two things and it reveal a picture. It was like concentration puzzle or something. It's called classic concentration, that old game show where you'd, where you'd pick two things and they reveal a puzzle. So that's kind of what you're going to look at on June 22nd. I'll start revealing that puzzle to you. If you get picks one and five or if you get two picks in the top five, you're in business for a two to three more year rebuild and you're going to be in contention again. If you get picks eight and whatever, you know, eight in the Miami pick, yeah, it's going to take about four or five more years. So like June 22nd was a long way into finding that. And then who they take in the draft will go a long way, of course. But there is not a top five pick that you can disagree with. Now, you can have favorites, as we all do. But the thing is about this draft class is that no matter who's read it on the card, if it's a consensus top five name from Sam Preston, the top five, and from the commissioner of the top five on the NBA draft day, you're going to talk yourself into them. You're going to get behind them. You're going to support them because they're all very talented. And beyond Cade, there's no definite order. Cade's a definite number one, but you can have any order you want to past Cade. They're just that close in talent and that that close in value in the sense of it comes down to what do you value more? Do you value the big man and Evan Mobley more? Do you value guard play more? Do you value wing play? Do you value defense more with Kaminga? Like it just depends on what you personally believe in when you're evaluating prospects. And we all have our certain biases uh, in that world of evaluating prospects. What happens in this draft class and what happens on June 22nd is the biggest question mark about this franchise. It's truly a franchise defining day on June 22nd. And you'll have the coin flip on Tuesday to define uh, what slot you're going to get odds-wise. That'll be an interesting night as well. But June 22nd will will be judgment day, so to say, on on what the timeline looks like for the Thunder. And then what are the Thunder going to do in free agency? I mean, they have a ton of cap space. They're able to go after a restricted free agent if they want to. But there's no indication that the Thunder will do that, and they haven't really done that in their history and I wouldn't expect that to happen. What I would expect to happen is the Thunder take on another bad contract under that salary cap and get an asset for it. A second-round pick here, maybe even a first-round pick that's heavily protected, maybe a flyer prospect. They'll help some team clear cap space. They'll help some team clear cap space to facilitate an even bigger trade or something of the kind with all of this uh, salary cap room that the Thunder have. Nothing fancy, nothing special, but what they're going to do, in my opinion. The goal of next year's team is still a big question mark regarding this offseason. And again, it'll be defined June 22nd. If you get picks 1 and 5, your goals change a little bit than if you get picks 8 and the Miami pick. 8 and the Miami pick, you have to tank again. You have to tank again. You have to bottom out completely, and you're running out of time. You're already, at that point, running out of time on SGA's window in Oklahoma City because now you don't have your guy next to SGA, you don't have uh, your team in place, so you can't start that process of failure. Because once you do get a Cade Cunningham, once you do get a a Kaminga or a Mobley or a Green or a Suggs, once you get one of those guys, you're going to not only need them to grow their rookie year, and you're probably going to miss the playoffs. The first time you make the playoffs, you're going to be young and experienced, and it's not going to be well for you. You're going to bounce out in the first round uh, after a tough battle or the second round if you're lucky. Then past that, you're going to start to make those increment steps as we've seen before and you're 
your timeline at that point, if you have to tank again next year, your timeline is getting further and further behind from this nine-year portion of SGA. That you've already used one in LA, right? You used one of those years in LA with the Clippers. Then you used one of those years with Chris Paul last year. Then you used one of those years this year. And then you'd use a fourth year next year to tank. You'd use a fifth year the year after that if you got lucky in the lottery and did get your guy to struggle. The sixth year would be used as your first postseason failure. And then that puts you at year seven, eight, nine. That's three years left to try to win a championship. And that kind of puts your, your window at an odd space if you don't get lottery luck this year. And look, SGA can re-sign past that nine-year window. He can be a thunder for life, and we all hope that's the case. But you can't count on that in Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City, you cannot count on that. You have to count on only cashing in during these nine years. And these years go by quickly. The windows shut quickly. Luckily for the Thunder, though, even if it takes an additional year to get that top guy, let's say next year you have to tank and you get Chet, they can accelerate that timeline with their future assets by trading for a player the caliber of Carl Anthony Towns or a player the caliber of Bradley Beal or whomever becomes the next disgruntled star that wants out of their current situation. The Thunder will have the opportunity to pounce on that. And the biggest maximization of Shea's window would be to get Cade Cunningham this year at any mean, by any means possible. Hopefully the Thunder can find a way to do that with extreme lottery luck. We'll wrap up the biggest question marks for the offseason coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing right now, so get in on the action at betonline.ag. You're going to want to get the latest news, odds, and info with your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Online on your laptop or mobile device and check it out and get their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sell signs anymore. Get in on the action. This is your chance to get in on the action as teams make that playoff push as the NBA playoffs start this weekend. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our code locked on. That's our code locked on at BetOnline. Dot .ag but online your online sportsbook experts we are back on lockdown thunder on the lockdown podcast network your teams every day let's wrap up the biggest question marks surrounding this off season which you won't really get the answer to until next year but how how much better can poku get how much better can poku develop this summer and Sam Presti calls this a very big summer. He says it's a very big summer for Poku and for Teo Maldon. The last time that you let Poku get some time off in the bubble and focus strictly on developing, strictly on basketball, and not worry about playing in NBA games, the last time that happened, he came back a much better player. And he's talked about how after these few weeks off and, and taking some time to unplug, as everyone needs to do, after that's over, he'll be back in Oklahoma City. He'll be back under the roof of the Thunder and with the Thunder staff and being able to uh, help develop him. He'll take this summer very seriously, and how much better can he get? Does SGA have a next step forward? Does he have another gear left in him? What does his efficiency look like next year? What does his playmaking ability look like next year? What does his defense look like next year? And what does he add to his game? You saw a very heavy focus on that step back this year. Can he add something else in addition to that next year with his offensive game? And the final question for me is, was Lou Dort's offense legit? And we'll get that answer next season during the course of the season. A lot of talk about the shooting was great this year. 
shooting in general is up in the NBA right now? Is it because of no fans? Will that change whenever fans get back in the stands? What does Lou Dort's offense look like? I want to see that progress. Those players, you know, specifically Poku, SGA, Dort, how they develop will be a big deal to me moving forward. Could we see Poku in Vegas on August 8th whenever I'm there for Summer League? Maybe. Would he play in Summer League? Would he get that opportunity? Maybe. Him and Taylor Maldon, who did not make the French national team qualifying team, maybe. This offseason is going to be fun. It'll be interesting. And it's going to be jam-packed again. You're going to have the draft two days after the finals, and then Summer League ten days after the draft, and then training camp, and then preseason, and then the regular season. All the while, you'll have the NBA playoffs happening, you'll have the Olympics starting, you'll have everything happening. So we're going to stay daily all throughout this offseason. Another year of daily podcasts, of course, as you know, with the current setup and situation, uh, there might be a day missed here or there. But in general, we're going to stay daily, uh, and it'll be back to bonus content as well. We're going to have a ton of draft content, even extending into weekends and double pod days and things like that as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft. It could truly be a franchise-defining day. And I would say, again, crazy things happen. You give these teams time to outthink themselves and to do stupid things, and you wind up trading Trey Young for Luka Doncic, right? When the Mavericks were the fifth team in the draft, it was doom and gloom that they are going to wind up with a Mo Bamba, and then they get Luka Doncic, and he changes their franchise. This is not over June 22nd. Sam Presti's going to be very aggressive. He tried to be aggressive and get LaMelo Ball last year. He'll try anything to get a top talent in this year's draft class. Everyone I talk to says that Cade Cunningham's off the table. It's laughable to think you can trade for Cade Cunningham, but there's still four other very talented guys that can change your franchise. So we'll see what happens with this draft. It'll be so much fun. We're going to cover everybody, though, the top five, the top ten, the top 60, the top 70 players in this NBA draft upcoming. It'll be a lot of fun. and a lot of great guests, myself, everyone involved. You know we'll have Richard Stamen back on talking more draft each and every week. I appreciate the patience. I appreciate uh, the kind words and support through this time. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Until next time, be good and be good to one another.